the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with New Morning Mercy, so Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. By calling you to die daily, the gospel welcomes you to live eternally. Contrary to popular opinion, death really is the portal to life. It is one of the principal paradoxes of grace. From a distance, it seems to make no sense at all. But you cannot understand God's work of grace in your life if you don't face this paradox. It's clearly presented in these words of Jesus Christ in Luke 9, 23-27. And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Death leads to life. Something seems not right about this, but it is right. It makes perfect sense when you face the reality that you and I cannot live for ourselves and God at the same time. We cannot live for his kingdom and our kingdoms. We cannot write our own rules and submit to his rules. We cannot pride ourselves on the independent righteousness and cast ourselves on his righteousness at the same time. We cannot live for our glory and his glory. We cannot love the world in our hearts and love him above all else at the same time. We cannot insert ourselves in the center of our worlds and have him at the center too. You see, coming to Jesus is not a negotiation. Coming to Jesus is not an agreement. Coming to Jesus is not a contract. Coming to Jesus is a death, your death. He died so that you may live. Now he asks you to lose your life so that you may find life in him. Here's what you need to understand. In asking you to die, Jesus is giving you eternal life the only way it can be given. He has called you to die because you are in the way of you having life. It is our pride, our rebellion, our independence, our foolishness, and our denial that stands in the way of his offer of life. We tell ourselves that present pleasure is better than eternal gain. If someone doesn't rescue us from our delusions about our lives, we will lose our lives. Yes, we must die if we are ever going to live. So grace is out to kill us. But in presiding over our deaths, grace gives us life. Real, abundant, eternal life. Don't fight the death of your old life. Instead, celebrate the new life that is yours by grace and grace alone. And remember that your Savior will continue to call you to die. It is the way of life. Do you want to pray sign out? (laughs) (laughs) I I am I am beside myself right now. (laughs) Are you all feeling that? Is it is it just Uh, me? Is it how do you so good? Yeah. So good. Was yeah. 
that was probably one of the most powerful devotionals I've ever heard. Yeah, I feel like if I say anything, it's just going to dim down the power it's, of that. It's going to water it down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid to say something as well. I am. Um, maybe if you guys are, you know, on YouTube or yeah. if you're on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, maybe. Just like, rewind it and re-listen. Well, like, <laughs> feel free to rewind it, but also feel free to comment what you thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, if you want to do it on the podcast, leave a review with your thoughts of it. I mean, that was just incredibly powerful. I guess just to put a little bow on it, um, I just saw this incredible visual of, like, baptism, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they put you down into the water and then they rise you up. It just, it made that visual so much more real about the importance of dying to ourselves and being reborn in Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was just incredibly powerful. Um, it and really think about the joy. Like if you've ever sat in a service of baptisms, I cry every single time mm-hmm. someone's head goes under the <laughs> water. And then when their head comes out of the water, you see this joy. Like you, you just see it so clearly on their faces it's like a weights fall off of them yeah and I remember my own when I got rebaptized as an adult and it meant something different to me than when I got baptized as a kid and it's like that joy that mm-hmm. is eternal joy it's it's a different kind of joy and it only <clears throat> comes from dying to your own life and so the juxtaposition of everything that he said about not being able to live for our kingdom and his at the same time, mm-hmm. not being able to be the center of our own universe and also have him be the center of our lives. It's just so incredibly true and impactful and hard sometimes because we get so wrapped up in our own little worlds and our own little lives and our own little problems. But to see it and hear it in that way is mm-hmm. So convicting in the best way. I'm going to reread two little lines and then we'll pray on out. Cool. The first one is, we cannot live for ourselves and God at the same time. And the next one is, we like our little kingdoms more than we love his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And those two lines are enough. I I just think I want to encourage you all to do the same thing that I'm going to do, to do some self-reflection and to think of ways of how I'm tricking myself into thinking I'm serving God, but I'm secretly serving myself. And yeah. ask yourself, am I doing that in any area of my life yeah. um, to make sure that we're not fooling ourselves? Because I know anyone who's listening to a Christian devotional yeah. that we do daily, we want to do things the right way. Yeah. And so it's the, just this double check and make sure that we're not tricking ourselves. So good. Want to praise the note? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this devotional. We thank you for the conviction that it brought. We thank you for Paul David Tripp and the words that you've inspired him to write, Father. I just pray today that you would give us your eyes to see, that you would tune our ears to hear you, and that you would um, just ready our hearts to receive what you have to say, Father. We pray um, that you truly would become the center of our world, our thoughts, our actions, that everything we say, we do, we think, we build is for your kingdom and not our own, Father. Would you help us have your vision and not our own? Would you give us your heart, Father, so that we would love the things you love and hate the things that you hate, Father, that we would not rely on our own quote-unquote righteousness, but that we would truly recognize who we actually are and lean in to your grace and your righteousness, Father. The fact that we get to live 
with this eternal hope, this eternal joy, Father. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you that we get to do life here on earth hand in hand with you, Father. I just pray that um, you would give us that eternal perspective that we so desperately need, that we wouldn't get so wrapped up in our own circumstances, in our own worlds, but that we would truly have the eyes to see and to pray for what your heart breaks for. Heavenly Father, we love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we're talking to you tomorrow. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.